0: Welcome to, wait, did I mess that up? Oh my God,
1: it's just the intro, Karen. Ready? With a little bit more pep. Come on, let's go. Okay, okay.
0: No, just say it. Welcome to, <laughs> I thought I messed up the counting. Oh my God. I messed up the counting. I'm Welcome like to the Fabulous Full Tarot
1: Podcast. I tried to let Karen do it this week, but apparently it's my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's already, God. it hasn't even officially started, but it's already crazy fucking Gemini season. Yeah. That's what we're talking <laughs> about. Well, we're not talking about crazy fucking Gemini season. We're talking about the lovers because that's the card of Gemini. But we're going to stay away from the Gemini talk because otherwise I'll just make 50,000 comparisons to my husband who is a Gemini. So we have a very exciting <laughs> episode though. Yes.
0: We are doing the lovers Mad Libs style.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> we decided that we were a little bit uninspired to talk about the lover's card just as a card and so it's basic we're we're gonna try we're gonna try mad libs we're gonna tell
1: (laughs) the story of adam and eve but with mad libs but in place of the random words we're going to draw tarot cards yeah so grab your popcorn and wine wine probably will be better because it's going to be it's going to be interesting.
0: <laughs> and you know what I think? I think it's going to lead to some real insight about the cards.
1: <laughs> I hope so. So also this week, so we are going to draw tarot cards for Gemini season since Gemini season has just started. And for our tarot tip, we're going to talk about getting to know new slash uh, problematic decks. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. that was what we kind of laid it on was problematic decks because you and I both experimented with those a little bit. So before we get started, I have to mention a couple of things have happened in the interim. Last episode, we talked both about Terror of the Hidden Realm and Colored Afro's Arts, how she's making a new deck. And I teased Karen for saying the deck was going to be released. Well, like literally like a week later, Nydia honorably tagged us actually in the announcement of her new deck, which I pre-ordered. It's an Avatar inspired and not Avatar the James Cameron movie, Avatar the Nickelodeon show.
0: Yeah, which I had to Google. So it's an...
1: (laughs) Oh my God, Karen. No, that show is amazing. It's on Netflix right now, so we're playing catch-up. It's an Avatar-inspired tarot deck, which I have already (laughs) pre-ordered. The pre-order is a great deal. I think it's still going on. But I also definitely did buy Tarot of the Hidden Realm, and it came, and I have already cried over it. It's so beautiful and wonderful. Mm. So Karen, those purchases are your fault. I'll be sending you the invoices. (laughs)
0: and I'll be wiping wiping my ass with them. Oh
1: shit. <laughs> Just kidding. Damn. You ki- wow. Well,
0: I forgot to hoard toilet paper like everyone else.
1: <laughs> Are you really out of toilet paper?
0: No. <laughs> okay.
1: I was about to say we're like 10 weeks into this shit. You should definitely be able to get toilet paper. I should
0: have five mountains of toilet paper in my basement by now. <laughs> My dad sent me a meme that had, you know, when they when they said that those, like, uh, killer hornets or something. The murder coming, hornets? Murder hornets. And he sent me a meme of a bee flying away with a bunch of rolls of toilet paper. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> <to prepare>. brilliant.
1: <laughs> Your dad is awesome.
0: Yeah. he's He's got gallows humor. He's a doctor, so nobody oh. thinks that coronavirus memes are funnier than he does because... He's working in a hospital every day.
1: (laughs) So you get your sense of humor from your dad? I think I do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's talk Gemini season really quick. So Gemini is the sign of communication and multitasking and
0: giving you its opinion when you really didn't ask for it, but it's going to tell you anyway. I want to give you an opinion right now and you didn't ask for it in honor of Gemini season. Okay. You look so swanky with your new headphones and um, and the swanky microphone, and I can't stop thinking about that, and I just want to blurt that out. They're both
1: (laughs) pink. Like, I'm very official. I didn't think I was going to be a girl who liked pink so much, but honestly, I, I like wear pink like other witches wear black. (laughs) Because it's so positive. It's like, you know, you're walking around wearing rose quartz everywhere, so everything's pink or purple preferably purple but if I can't get purple I'll take pink but thank you thank you for that I guess I should give you an opinion I'll blurt out an opinion okay. um oh I'm not tapping into the Gemini vibes yet that's why we that's should okay. pull cards you don't have to <laughs> okay right. so okay. what deck did you bring today
0: well I was gonna bring my fantasy cats oracle because it's the one I've been trying to work with um in order to prepare for our deck tips yes
1: Adorable yeah. pictures at Grail Seekers Quest. Is it just Quest. Grail Seekers Quest now? Oh, we forgot to yeah. introduce ourselves. <laughs> oh
0: my, that's my fault. Um, oh, so six I'm minutes Karen. in and we're
1: just <laughs> Karen and V. And Karen is at Grail Seekers Quest and I am at Mystical Millennial. But anyway, cute, adorable pictures of the Barbieri Cat Oracle.
0: Yeah, Fantasy Cats Oracle. Oh,
1: yeah. my God. It's such a cute freaking deck.
0: It really is. I mean, my here's my thing, and and I think when we get in, uh, maybe I'll talk about it more when we get into the deck tips. But the art is great, but it's not something I would normally buy. Mm. So, and that's why I decided to pick it for my deck that I have a hard time working with.
1: Nice i have two decks in front of me so i brought the celtic dragon tarot because it's my second favorite lover's card my first favorite lover's card is in the numinous tarot but i did numinous tarot last episode so i brought the celtic dragon um but i also brought the jane austen deck because that is my deck that i actually had a hard time getting acquainted with if you go back and listen to the pride and prejudice episode i gripe a lot about that deck Gripe a lot on the terror of the day on my stories about that deck, too. Actually, that lover's card is very fascinating as well. It is Elizabeth and Darcy and Caroline Bingley, so it's almost got that like Adam and Eve plus Lilith vibe.
0: Yeah, and I think you have like a special thing with this deck now. You have your own thing with it. I
1: do because I had a, well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I do. All right, Karen, so you're going to pull a card for me for Gemini season, I'll pull a card for you for Gemini season, and then we'll each pull a card for our collective, our listeners. We love you, yes. listeners. You always get free, tiny readings. <laughs> also, we just really want to pull tarot cards. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> we're, keep, we're,
1: we're so in sync. We keep saying, okay, all right, at the same time. That's very oh, Gemini.
0: We're connecting. We're communicating. We've turned into two sides of one Gemini.
1: <laughs> on oh, my God. <laughs> That'll be great. Our next couple of episodes will probably be completely on point or, like, completely fucking disasters. As long as Cassiopeia, like, cooperates. <laughs> Cassiopeia, for those who are not familiar, is our fluorite tower, our unofficial third member of the podcast because she always comes. Because she uh, fluorite is supposed yep. to be good for communication and IT issues. <laughs> so, <laughs> She's doubly useful. Actually, fluorite would be a really great stone for Gemini, so they can communicate properly.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Because they're you communicating
1: go. constantly. <laughs> so there you go. Get your your all your Gemini's birthdays that are coming up. Get them some fluorite jewelry. There You're you go. welcome.
0: <laughs> all right, you got a funky one. It's <laughs> traveling. This is the fantasy cat's Orgel. Whoa! Why does it? It looks like like uh what mars attacks or like oh my mysterio from spider-man <laughs> i you know so this artist is surreal isn't the right word because he's not but it's some, it's fantastical and i and it's yeah. not just like unicorns and dragons although he does have those traditional fantasy things too but it's sometimes it's very unusual i you know combinations and so there's paolo barbieri right yeah, was a fantasy artist before becoming somebody who did decks. And I don't I don't know if they pull from his portfolios to make decks, but Llewellyn loves him now and is making deck after deck because he does thematic art. Like, he'll do cats, and then he'll do dragons, and he'll do... So it's easy to make a thematic Does he deck. have a dragon deck? No, but I have a theory that he's got one coming out because... Llewellyn will release a coffee table book of his art that's all done to a theme like fantasy cats or something like that. And then a couple months later, you'll be able to pre-order an Oracle of those based on those same images. And so they've done this a couple times. Listen to me very carefully. I am going to
1: need you to buy me Uh. that dragon deck as soon as it comes out. (laughs) Well,
0: good. I think it comes out like around your birthday. So. Oh, Shit. He just put out a dragons book. And so, surely, there's going to be a dragons deck of his. You can just count it as my birthday present. Just send okay. it to me. Fucking immediately. As, you can't even pre order it yet, which means it's more than six months from coming out. But as soon as I see it, you will get it. You will be pre ordered.
1: <laughs> this is the only time I think Karen is going to do like divinatory, <laughs> anything divinatory on this podcast they're coming out. With oh. it. I know they're coming out with the deck. I know it. Oh my God. His art is so great. Okay. Tell me about the traveling, the traveling Mars attacks. Okay. Mysterio so Cat. the
0: key phrases that go with the card are the action you should take would be to make a plan. And the advice would be to embrace the unknown. So the idea is that of like expanding your horizons. So I don't think it necessarily Mm. means that you have to physically travel. God, I wish. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Well, maybe it's even more important because we have to think creatively about our life in that sense. Like how do you expand your horizons or broaden your mindset or broaden your view from where you're stuck? Mm. Maybe it's really critical to focus on that kind of sort of creative drive or that creativity it also has this idea of planning, like looking before you leap kind of thing. Before you actually set out on your journey, you want to be planning what your steps are. But it's also that idea of embracing the unknown. So it's a little bit like the full card in that sense. Getting, oh yeah, uh, Also like getting out of your comfort zone, which I think is really interesting considering how stuck we are. But it also sort of fits with you and maybe what's going on with work right now oh yeah because I'm yeah doing a new I have a new position yeah you you just kind of like took that journey I mean you took that that was an act, an action that you God, were really so proactive about. necessary so necessary yeah oh,
1: I'm really yeah i don't know i honestly like the first thing that comes to mind because so patrick's birthday is during gemini season and we usually take a trip kind of a close trip yeah we were supposed to go to lithuania this year for his That's birthday
0: right right
1: which is where his family comes from and um we backed that up when coronavirus is first looming its ugly head to going to visit my aunt in montana which they've been inviting us to go out there for a while and then we have to reel that back in because honestly I know some people are traveling some of my coworkers are traveling by a plane to go places but I'm honestly we're not comfortable we're not even going to see my mom and my brother which live three hours away yeah so um but he we have been talking about doing a virtual trip so that'll be something interesting to plan for his birthday
0: that's huh. cool, yeah. Cool, I think that's fun. Yeah, so it's sort of a creativity kind of thing.
1: All right, Karen. All right. So, do you want Celtic Dragons or Jane Austen, or do you want both?
0: Ooh, I don't know. I can't, I'm going to say Celtic Dragons.
1: Okay, that means I'm going to read Jane Austen for everybody else. Because <laughs> honestly, two cards for two readings would take way too long, so. Good on you oh, for shit. not saying two. You would have had a shit ton to edit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. One, two, three. Ta-da! Ooh, the Page of Wands.
0: Oh, cool.
1: But the Page of Wands in the Celtic Dragon Tarot is more like the logical page. Mm. Closer to the Page of Swords. So she's got her little blue dragon, which looks very happy to be petted. And she's got her little scroll. She does have her wand. She's dressed all in blue. There's lots of stars hanging around. So this makes me think of, you know, like more uh astrological. Like makes me think of more. Honestly, the Aquarius vibes are very strong in this card because of the star. Yeah. You finally broken free of the pentacles, <laughs> by the way. You're still in the court cards, <laughs> though. <laughs> I think I think for you this is talking about like connecting with your higher mind and you're a little bit more like um free wandering mind kind Mm -hmm. of that innocence that when you look up at the night sky and you could just kind of like let your eyes wander among the constellations frivolous logical pursuit you know
0: yeah there's a lot of innocence with the page that i really like that's that kind of fit i've been going through this period while i'm looking for a job where I'm really sort of reevaluating everything that I thought I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so it definitely feels like a page moment. Y-
1: you have a lot more room right now to evaluate what you want to do, you know, something mm-hmm. as opposed to like what you feel obligated to do. You know, a page, even though they're the youngest member of the court is still a court member you know they still have a really important role as yeah. messenger some iterations of tarot where the page is explained will graduate into the knight or the queen even so it's kind of like a person in training so maybe something that you have some knowledge about but haven't truly pursued that might be a good area of career for you to pursue mm-hmm. right now or at least look into yeah like, just something that's a lot more fun and to renew your, your vigor yeah. for your
0: job search. Yeah, and I feel like I've gotten a little bit of just a renewal in general from having the year off, even though the year didn't go the way that we had planned. And so it even feels like I have kind of the motivation to look at what I was doing before with new eyes, have a more open mind about a lot of things. All right, so should we do the collective? Yes. All right. What cat do you have? Ew. The cat of knowing. Whoa. So he does this thing with his art where often he'll blend animals and human figures or they'll be paired together. And Mm. I don't even know what how to describe this figure? I believe that's a, a woman's p- body with a cat's head on it. They, now is it, it looks like a pyramid behind her. So, is there
1: Yeah, this is super Egyptian. Like I think it's very evocative Let me... of
0: Egyptian. The card is Knowing. And this deck oh. breaks the cards up into three different types of cards, but I'm look- one of them is seasons, one of one subset is attitudes to have, and then one is These sort of ing words, gerunds, (laughs) what they're gerunds. Oh, like verbs that add an ing and turn into a noun. (laughs) Wow. I haven't heard
1: that word Uh, in like 15 years. Thank you, teacher. Yeah.
0: Welcome. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So knowing uh, advises that the action you take is trust. And the advice phrase that goes with the word is to express yourself in every way. Mm. Maybe it's a little bit of that self-confidence or trusting in the goodness of humanity. I mean, if you're going to be expressive of yourself, then that's a little bit of a leap of faith, right? I mean, that's completely like giving, giving
1: everybody permission to like really let loose and express and kind of talk is totally Gemini energy.
0: Yeah, and this card, like in the guidebook, it talks about how if you have doubt, of, if you doubt yourself, that it sort of curtails your creativity and your imagination, your inspiration, your focus, all of those things. I think, things. Like, and I it, think it, and it, it's like, be proud of who you are and
1: kind of don't apologize mm-hmm. for how you feel or your opinions on things. Yeah. Which, again, totally yeah. Gemini. Like, definitely embrace
0: that energy. Ooh, this card is so powerful. Yeah, it's a really beautiful image, which will be on our podcast Instagram at Fabulous Fulls Tarot. But it's, and it's talking a little bit about instinct, too. Like, the book is saying, you know, how cats just sort of trust what they know, and so to kind of trust your your knowledge, your instincts. Yeah. Cool. Follow your instincts. All right, first. here we go. All Jane right. Austen coming in with the wisdom. da 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 da
1: and card. The
0: Emperor. Ooh, oh, that's a power card. For real. He's just salty. We didn't give him his own episode. We
1: yet. we probably need to do a two-part of <laughs> That's why we haven't done the Emperor episode yet. Because we love the Emperor even more than the Higher Fonts, because he has a less complicated name. So In the Jane Austen tarot, each card corresponds with one of her particular novels. This one is Mansfield Park, which I am not familiar with almost at all. So uh, I don't know who this is, but the emperor is very concentrated look on his face, like very deep in thought, sitting in front of his manor. So it's definitely conveying this sense of material things are secure, Mm -hmm. so it's time to focus instead of focusing on material things it's really time to focus on some of the other problems that you've been ignoring things are secure enough to where you can really address those piddly little things that you've been putting off because you've been so concerned about the material situation it's really time to step into the power and figure shit out Mm -hmm. and that's all I got that one's super clear (laughs) wow (laughs) Damn, I used to like, I was like, I don't get Jane. I don't get this Jane Austen
0: deck. And now I'm like,
1: I got it. You're so in
0: tune. Well, this makes a nice segue into our deck tips because you got this deck as a a handmade, like it was it was a special gift pre-owned by a a family member. My mother-in-law, Joanne, has given me most of my tarot
1: decks. Like I probably actively work with 10 or 11 and I've only bought like four of them for myself so she's responsible she the first time I visited her my, my husband took me to visit her she sent me home with like six or seven decks of tarot because I was mildly interested and now that I'm like a student of tarot also um we actually I actually did interview her last time I saw her so that's going to be an episode in the future at some point <laughs> Um, but she sent me this huge box of tarot like a box as big as my body and within it was this Jane Austen tarot she knows that I love Jane Austen I was really excited to work with this deck and I was like I'm definitely gonna start working with it when we start planning Pride and Prejudice when I start reading it because I knew we were gonna do the Pride and Prejudice episode and I start working with this deck and some of its wisdom actually looking back was really on point, but I just didn't feel the connection because, yeah. honestly, I was disappointed in the art. Um, I was disappointed in the fact that it came with the teeny, itty-bitty white booklet that has, like, no information. And I'm used to these lovely, yeah. descriptive guidebooks that are kind of a modern, more modern thing, like with Shadowscapes and um, the Numinous Tarot and Forger's Daughter, even, yeah. and Tarot of the Hidden Realm, Celtic Dragon. Um, they all have these great guidebooks, and this is this tiny little guidebook that fits within the sleeve of the deck, and each card corresponds to a different novel, and I'm like, I'm not familiar with all of the novels, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, so... Yeah,
0: and it didn't even tell you, like, who the characters were, right?
1: Yeah, it didn't tell, You had to assume, like, there's there's a little bit more information if you have not listened to the Pride and Prejudice episode, a little bit more of a review there, but... Also, this deck is hella not available, and it's very expensive. Honestly, very lucky to have a copy and that Joanne wanted to give it to me. I, I was determined to like it. I'm pretty sure I heard you
0: say you hated it once.
1: <laughs> I definitely did say that. Um <laughs> Pretty sure that the day I pulled the devil card, I was just like, look at this bitch. I know. <laughs> I know.
0: But what's so funny is then I'm like, oh, she hates this deck. And yet every day is tarot of the day with the Jane Austen I, c-
1: <laughs> I couldn't give up on her. And then the real breaking point that I had was I was, was feeling bad. I was on my period and I was feeling grouchy, and I'm like, I really feel like I need a card for myself instead of for the collective, which I don't honestly do very often. And I pulled the High Priestess out of the deck, which is the my card. favorite. <laughs> per- my favorite, yes, the period card <laughs> because it's a divine feminine thing and because of Moonstone. But also it's my personal favorite card because the High Priestess has really become my replacement deity since I've really officially abandoned Christianity. And, and the High Priestess is Jane Austen herself. That's the only card in the entire deck that's not associated with the novel. Um, and I was like, okay, I think we can do this now. And, um, and then I did a reading for someone with it. I just felt like I needed to. And the reading honestly went flawlessly. I didn't really feel like I got stuck. And then you guys just heard me rattle off all that advice about the Emperor. So um, <laughs> sometimes it's important when you feel that tug with a deck not to give up on it. Because one day it will surprise you.
0: No, I think that's so cool how that relationship developed. You know, that... It was fun. And now you're totally jiving with it. Seriously. Completely. No, it's it's crazy. Like, honestly, I've
1: honestly carried it with me. Wherever I go, which is only into another room right now, but
0: <laughs> well, I've heard people say that too—that they'll buy a deck because the art, they just love it or whatever—and then they get it, and then they don't like working with it, and they set it aside, and then they come back to it months later, and mm-hmm. suddenly, you know, they just, you know, they're in a different place, and it's really working for them. It's—it's uh, it's
1: funny. I almost i did that with the Vampire Tarot as well. I was actually thinking of giving it away. Um, That was one of the first decks Joanne sent me home with, and I looked at the art, and I didn't really care for it, Um, and then it was getting towards Halloween time, and the first market I ever did, I took that deck with me. I also took Shadowscapes, which is my tried and true darling tarot, Um, but I took the Vampire Tarot, and I was surprised at how quickly I connected with it. I, I always say that everything is on purpose with the tarot, like those gut feelings are absolutely true, and I think that it applies the same way with decks. Yeah. So so you bought the fantasy cat tarot, or it's an oracle yeah. deck. Yeah, right? it's an oracle okay. deck.
0: And so and you really inspired me because my Aw! my yeah like yeah. I was so amazed. So I my OCD thing. And I'm not saying that to be dismissive, like uh, like I really have a thing. So I I'm OCD. <laughs> and so No,
1: I'm gonna correct you because this here's my Gemini opinion moment.
0: Okay.
1: You are so dedicated to supporting artists that you're just <laughs> like, Well, I have to buy all of your work. Like if you have a deck out there, I have I to buy it.
0: Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. So I mean, not for the artist, like so I the first deck I ever bought by Paolo Barbieri was his the one tarot deck that he's done and mostly it seems to be a mix of stuff he'd maybe already had in his portfolio and some things designed specifically for the deck. But I was at the time I didn't have any sort of darker decks, but I wanted one that wasn't super dark. I just wanted something that would suit, like fit those moods tonally but and so it it's a dark high fantasy deck so it's not gritty or anything like that but it just has like a little bit of a tonal shift what's it called it's called the Barbieri Tarot if i remember oh. correctly and so Simple. after i got that it's a it's a really cool deck and he's an amazing fantasy artist and he had a fantasy art career before he started putting his art into decks but I got that and then I decided I would get the other decks that he did. So I started collecting one at a time, but then I was discovering that I didn't... I like his art, but I didn't necessarily feel really interested in using the Oracle decks that he's done. And so when I have something, you know, I'm a firm believer in, if I own it, I'm going to be reading with it. <laughs> but I, I never was really reaching for it. And so I thought, oh, well... You had such a great experience, just really persistently, sort of plugging at it with plugging away, at using your Jane Austen deck every day. And so I thought, oh, let me try that with the Fantasy Cats Oracle. Every time I've used it, I have discovered that it's it's got some insightful advice to give. You know, the it's
1: calling yeah. you out. Honestly, it's been calling you out. <laughs> so I, I
0: don't know. Like I feel like the big deck tip is just keep using it like if you I mean of course if you're like I'm done with this thing I want to give it away then give it away but if you if you want to be able to work with a deck I feel like what I discovered is that you just practice just use it and over time you'll get more in sync with it like I had another deck like that it was an oracle deck with oracle decks they can all be so different and I do feel like like I think it can be hard for me to just get how the deck is conceived or you know the way that it's really trying to offer information or insight like sometimes I just don't connect with the format or the method that the deck is using but I mean really just using it and using it I feel like it I just start to understand the deck better and it and then there's this moment where it's like oh okay yeah I can use this I get it.
1: A lot of people will interview decks and I know that 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 worked for my da vinci tarot deck but i think the thing for every deck that i've had since then kind of just getting to know the decks is a single card pull every day like as often as you can or as often as you honestly feel like it that was what was the breakthrough with the jane austen deck was like using it getting the dust off of it if you will you know just making use of it just making connecting it and getting a relationship with it because I think I've talked about before, getting the getting your energy into the deck, actually physically shuffling it is one of the best ways, I think, to connect with the deck. You just kind of infuse it with your energy. And then when you're actually working with it, like actually having a conversation with it, I think that's what pulling pulling a card is, is like having a small conversation, like getting to know I, you I really like your
0: – I have completely forgotten about deck interviews, and I used to do them with every deck I got. And then I just got out of the habit, ran out of time. But I think you're really right that that helps a lot. And I feel like I'm noticing as we talk about it that I sometimes just struggle with Oracle decks. I mean, Tarot is going to be Tarot, right? And mm. so it's like I'm already familiar with it. And the art might be different. And the, the insight in each card might be different. But it, you're essentially working with the same archetypes. And there are some Oracle decks that when I get them, I'm just like completely thrown and I, my brain doesn't know where to go. Yeah. And then I think, oh man, sh- maybe I shouldn't have gotten this. It just takes a little while. Like you said, I mean, pull a card, do an interview and just start working with it and get familiar and get used to it. It does start to click in place for my brain.
1: Yep. You let, li- you literally build a relationship. You just have conversations and then, and then one day you're besties.
0: <laughs> but I think, you know, a good quality Oracle deck has something to offer if it's well made. Mm.
1: We're gonna get into the Oracle Deck versus Tarot deck conversation, and that's another tarot tip for another yeah, that episode. That could be a whole
0: episode.
1: It could be a whole episode. Stay <laughs> tuned. Alright, so we're at the meat and potatoes of the episode.
0: Yes. We are going to Mad Lib's The Adam and Eve story. Because Genesis chapter three. <laughs> Genesis chapter three. Because Adam and Eve are featured on the Rider Waite, the Lover's card. Yes, this the snake
1: and everything. It's Adam and Eve in the garden. It's what the lovers is. And we were ruminating on that and trying to figure out things about the lover's card and what was interesting about the lover's card. And we both decided that it was a little too basic.
0: I don't know. I don't think it's basic, but it's for an episode. I, I don't know. It was just like, uh, eh, what's there to say? Well, no, I mean, basic in the sense that, like, you get the lovers and you're just like, oh,
1: a romantic partner or just a partner in general, like, collaborating with other people. You know, you're talking or, like, self-love even.
0: I think because it's one of the front, like, maybe, like, friendlier cards of the deck in that sense. Like, there's not... It's not problematic. Yeah. There's not a lot to discuss the tower can be problematic
1: because it initially seems bad, but you could think of about like the yeah. positive. Exactly, and the hierophant, which is our last episode, is problematic because right, it's a male authority figure, but it could also represent teaching and empathy, like we talked about. So go back and listen to that. By the way, that one might be my new favorite episode that we've done, other than judgment. Judgment is probably my all-time favorite. But so we decided. I don't know the idea. The idea struck me like the lightning bolt in the tower card that we would do Mad Libs
0: in, yeah, of the Adam and like Eve story. Yeah, since yes. it's you know the the story that's seemingly featured on the on the card itself.
1: So we literally took a. There's many many translations of the Bible, but we did literally take an online. Chapter of Genesis three, and just took out some choice phrases to pull tarot cards for. So the language will sound may sound familiar if you're familiar with the Bible.
0: Yeah, and I will read the narrative parts, and V will do the the characters. With, <laughs> uh, she'll assume uh, three different personae. No, four, I guess, if you count the serpent. Four. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And uh, and then you know, I finally the- get to play God. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll go say 57 Hail Marys when we're done so I don't go to hell. <laughs> uh, oh, Karen, you did agree to this at the beginning. I did. I did. Give I did. You the option. I'm, I'm game. I'm down. <laughs> All right. Last All right, so... chance. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Okay. Genesis 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the w- wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman... Did God really say
1: you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The
0: woman said to the serpent,
1: We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from that tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it. Or...
0: Reversed nine of swords. Oh, shit! (laughs) (laughs) That's... I mean... This is kind of like the Bible story. <laughs> like, actually. Yeah. Well, wait a minute, because that that's well, the card it's... of, like, the nightmare anxiety card. Right. She's going to be... But so, it's reversed. Yeah, but sometimes I see that as she's going to be stuck in that. <laughs> like, she's mm. not going to get past it. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Where, where's the whole, like, Dante's Inferno everything card? <laughs> that's this one. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Okay,
1: Tara, Shit. All right. You will not certainly, the
0: serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, strength. Well, that actually kind of fits. I mean, if. Yeah. It kind of fits. A, like you'll have some resource, even though it's. And, and especially because it's talking about strength from inside yourself,
1: which is very true to the story where you know you eat from the tree and then you have all this
0: knowledge and, and like well, ability they, basically Well they right. have to develop strength when they're kicked out, right? I mean it's kind of like enduring You're getting ahead of the spoiler sorry, sorry. alert, Karen. Okay. Damn it. Okay. Sorry. About
1: no, that. but strength is okay, you'll have a lot of
0: strength mentally and physically. Yeah. Okay, and clothes. <laughs> You're fucking spoilers. Okay. Where was I? Lost. I got lost. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he, oh my gosh, it's the lovers card. (laughs) Pick a different one. That's two on the nose. Oh, all right. Pick a different one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interpret them both together. Here. Okay. Reversed Empress. Now, wait a minute. That's kind of interesting. He was with her, and so, well, she would be like a reversed empress here, wouldn't she? So she's leading him to do something in the story that is maybe the opposite of creating abundance for them. (laughs) How would you read The Empress and The Lovers together? It's an action. That's the tricky part. I don't know.
1: Well, Empress is about that divine feminine energy, and when it's reversed, it's talking about your feminine energy is off. And I imagine that Adam and Eve were a really perfect balance before they ate the
0: fruit. So all of a sudden, he realized his maleness. For me, like, I don't think about divine... I know, like, some people associate that card with that, but it's not one of my associations. But it is that kind of, like, Mother Earth thing. And, yeah, it, like, maybe it flips his opinion of Mm. her. So they used to be, like, have a unified front. Now he is... Seeing her, he has a skewed view of her. Yeah, even though he does it anyway. But I'm, that's a spoiler. Ooh, okay. Ooh, this is like serious. I feel bad for it's these. Getting guys. quite serious.
1: I mean, we should feel bad for them anyway. This is like the first human beings, apparently.
0: <laughs> okay, I lost my voice again. <laughs> okay, yeah. no, no, no. As we're on our seven. Okay, then the eyes yeah. of both of them were opened, and they realized they were six.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, four of Pentacles, yes, four of Pentacles, so they got really greedy and ah. started coveting things within the garden and asking things of the animals so, they... so they the star oh. uh gained a lot of knowledge, I guess, like started hoping the, the,
0: for they
1: started being being hopeful, I guess that they were at the
0: top of the food chain, ooh, I like it. They, they became aware that they were at the top of the food chain. apex predators. <laughs> All right. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they reversed three of wands. Ooh. They went and hid instead of putting themselves out there. They cut themselves off from. Oh, yeah. The three of wands is definitely. From possibility.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Like instead of just like facing the problem head on and seeing like. Mm-hmm you know, going for it, just, like, kind of being like, hey, God, we're, like, knowledgeable
0: now. What can you teach us? <laughs> All right. right. But the Lord God called to the man. Where are you? That's exactly what I say to my kids when <laughs> I think they're up to something. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, just <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> he
1: answered. I heard you in the garden, and I was... Ace of Pentacles, I was feeling much, very much grounded and in the garden. So <laughs> I didn't, I did not
0: move my ass
1: for so I, you. Put, I
0: put some fig leaves on myself to join with the leaves. Oh yeah, he totally did. <laughs> they did. Uh, this is our surfer dude, Adam, by the way. Uh, yes. all right. And he said, who told you that? Have you eaten from the tree I commanded you not to eat from? I'm telling you, this is just like a conversation I would have with my kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you eat that fucking cookie? <laughs> uh, yeah, without the F bomb, I say that. <laughs>
1: Are you sure you didn't say it with the F bomb? No, I'm sure.
0: I only cuss in front of my kids when I'm trying to figure out what their homeschool assignment is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the man said,
1: The woman you put me here with, she gave me some fruit
0: from the tree, so I ate it. (laughs) (laughs) Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, so I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, and we're pulling three cards here. I, three cards! I just, cards. Dude, I just like have to punishment. say, like, I've been transported to a conversation with my... Like, it wasn't me, it was him, <laughs> it was her. It wasn't... It was the thing. Okay. So, because you have done this, to the serpent, world king of cups reversed nine of cups. <gasps> Whoa! Well, it's a progression. You had the world, but tried to uh, maybe you fell into the illusion that you could control your own future and as a result
1: and control other people's emotions oh there you
0: go yeah manipulation that manipulation into eating yeah. and oh. and because of that now you have this to, it's a reverse nine of cups total lack of satisfaction you're pouring out all of the cups when it's reversed yeah yep that's what you did serpent damn there you go to the woman he said two cards oh no the queen of wands
1: and the two Interesting. oh no the queen of wands oh wait no this is good they're not reversed we're fine the queen of wands and the two of two of wands so
0: she has interesting
1: well this is good i like this this is a better version of the bible story instead of going through horrible childbirth and having periods for the rest of her life she gets to have command and nurture her creativity. And this is nice. This particular tarot card, he's holding the world in his hands, literally.
0: Yeah, the whole world is a possibility for you. Wonderful. Technically, nurturing your creativity is having <laughs> having children. Oh, my God. No, that's I mean, a, that's like, totally literally. right.
1: <laughs> okay, so Eve, Eve actually gets a better, she gets a yeah. better deal in this version that's of right. the story. That's right. To to Adam, he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you.
0: Three cards. Six of cups. Five Hmm. of cups. Oh! And five of swords. Wait, I can't do numbers. That's a seven. Seven of swords. Seven of swords. (laughs) I don't math. (laughs) You were excited about the five there for a okay, second. Okay, so this is this is Adam. Well, I actually think, if you look at it as a progression, like, he was maybe where the six of cups was, like, this kind of idyllic place. Innocence. Innocence. But now he's at the five of cups. And where he's Apathetic. emotionally struggling, and he's Deplast. seeing everything, the three cups that are spilled instead of the two cups that are full, The end result is that with the seven of swords, he really, I mean, to me, this could be like the getting, you know, I I mean, the card of grabbing, making off with some, but not, all. yeah. Like you, it's a little bit, or maybe even like having to leave things behind. Like he's leaving in a quick hurry. Can't grab everything. What, you know, what are the most basic things that he needs? That's what he takes. Yeah. That's the consequence, Hmm. I guess. Um, Wow, this is nice. This is scarily like the Bible story, <laughs> except for Eve's thing. Eve
1: made off like a bandit, um, the Seven of Swords bandit. <laughs>
0: all right, Adam named his wife the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> oh my gosh! Because
1: <laughs> Page of Wands.
0: Wait, so, what? No, Adam. Named okay, his so wife... he
1: names her the Wheel of Fortune because of Page of Wands. I don't know page of wands help me out Karen
0: well I mean she just got a bunch of wands for her punishment right so now she's this setting is true she's setting off on this uh creative journey where she gets to become you know mother of humanity
1: she actually gets to grow yeah she goes from the page to the queen interesting wow holy shit Karen in this in our version of the story Eve gets actual
0: respect like I I have to say I had hold this on evolution. we're not okay done I'm sorry I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> 20, 21. The yes. Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, "The man has now become." Oh my gosh, eight of cups. He's, Ooh, leaving. he's leaving. He's leaving. But this card is interesting because you're leaving behind super stability, mm-hmm. but it's also a natural next step. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the eight of the eight of cups, there's always. Because it's five
1: cups on the bottom and three cups on top. I feel like there's cups missing, so the traveler is on his way to go find the
0: other cups. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Oh, my God, Karen. It's literally a grail seeker.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Okay, you're
0: forever now. The the eight of cups is now your significator card forever. Well, and the three shows up. Now that you mention that, like... The number three, like, these cups are in threes in a number of different ways in Mm. this card. And Mm -hmm. three is the number of, like, creativity, right? Three
1: is also the number of, like, it's a holy number. It's uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Maiden, Mother, Crone. It's a
0: very holy number. But that's interesting. Like, this idea of creativity has been kind of flowing throughout our story here. Wow, this... I don't know if this is helping me with the lover's card, but it's really giving me some insight into this Bible story.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But we're not done. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and... Ace of Wands! So many wands, my God. Spark his creativity. So, like, if he.
0: He's really stunted with the creativity while Eve is not. That's interesting. Yeah,
1: that is interesting. There's. Mm-hmm. Th- yeah, on my side, there's a huge contrast. At least on the cards I've pulled, there's a huge contrast. Adam, the man, and Eve, the
0: woman. Hmm. Okay. All right. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to. Knight of Wands. Well, there Oop. he's getting his creativity back. He's okay. going, f- going forth. He's on a quest to get the creativity. He's inspired. There you go. So, like,
1: instead of just like, I guess with the Ace of Wands, you're just gifted the creativity, but instead you have to earn it. You have to go on the quest to to earn.
0: There you go. Oh my gosh, that's amazing.
1: Nice. All so right.
0: The, uh, okay. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden six
1: of pentacles. So, a very generous person.
0: To guard the way to the Tree of Life. So, he will bribe you with money to go away. (laughs) Or maybe you have to... Well, Eve took right. They took from the tree of life, whereas to guard it, maybe it's guarded the spirit of generosity. Maybe it's like taking versus giving kind of thing, which is the lovers card. Oh, there we go. I brought it back around. Nice, (laughs) very nice. (sighs) Okay, that's our Mad Libs. So this is. I recommend this for Bible study. Actually, I don't know about card study. (laughs) What did you learn, little calf girl? Uh, I don't know. I had like a million thoughts as we were going through and Now they're just kind of swirling around in my head. But it is kind of a a way to rethink different aspects of the story. It's really interesting.
1: The cards have presented all of these wands on my side. I'm just looking at the Mm -hmm, cards mm -hmm. there in front of me. And all of these wands... Just taking, for instance, that if Adam named his wife something that meant Wheel of Fortune, that things were constantly changing. Yeah. That's actually really funny because I feel like people are always saying women's moods are constantly changing.
0: <sighs> well, you know, I, I guess one of the things that I think really strikes me about the story, and maybe this is because we're using tarot cards, is that um, this is so much the human... Like, adam and eve are just humans like yeah that's that's the whole point of the story right is that they're just humans like and they they screw up i feel like the cards kept coming up like that whole thing about moving from the six of cups to the five of cups there are cards that came out that were really positive too so maybe that idea that you know we mess up sometimes but we can always recover and i and i think the tarot like Is kind of about that too. You know like showing that idea.
1: I think the thing that I've learned from this. It's interesting this story. That God is like. You guys can live here and it's this wonderful paradise. But like don't do this one thing. I don't want you guys to get too smart. And it's like this idea of control. Which is. Good to a Mm. certain extent. But it's like. God. I feel like God almost realizes at the end that he has to let them go out and do their own thing because they, they've they learned so much. He kind of wanted them to be just not dumb, but, like, innocent. Innocent.
0: That's the story, is this l- loss of innocence.
1: Yeah, it's, like, the same idea. Like, I think that's, you know, I'm not a parent, but I feel like that's how people are with their kids. You know, their kids are really innocent and cute and they can control them, and then one day they start thinking independently and they're like... Oh shit. And then they have, you know, the idea of raising kids
0: is that one day they leave. Right. I was thinking about that idea of like letting them go. Right. That, you know, I guess I see it like I set boundaries for my kids right now and at some point I'm going to have to, to let them go and go out into the world on their own. And I actually think that that might be a layer to this story that doesn't really get talked about the experience God is having by like casting them out into the world so that they can like grow. And
1: I think the thing that people don't talk about with this story is the idea that God also learns in this story. God is omniscient, omnipotent. He knows all right. But God got bored one day and made human beings, you know, like that's kind of how it goes. You know, he just, he's just like, yeah, let's do this. Let's make something in our own image. It's kind of like, oh, when I, I, I don't really sins. see it. That way, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but seriously, yeah. like, God had no idea what would happen. What, like, it's kind of an experiment. He makes Adam, and then he's like, oh, Adam's lonely. Let me make him a friend. And then he makes Eve, the woman. I, I mean, I feel like God learns something in this story, too. Like, he learns that, okay, well, I can't. Constantly be telling them not to do something, they might just do what the opposite of what I say. So let me just let them go out into the world
0: and try and protect them and try and guide them. But I see it more like that um, evolving creative process, this idea that first God makes one and then he takes a rib and makes another. It's like you have this painting you're working on. And as you see it coming to fruition, like this thing that you love. Oh, yeah. It's evolving as you're creating, right? That, that's the creative process, right? Well, and that's the thing, too, that this was a creative experiment for God, like the person God, you know, in the stories. I don't feel like it was an experiment, but it's like this just goodness that just had to come out. I always had a sense reading that story that it was like this, this inevitable thing, But that dynamic creation component was, you know, it has to have that dynamic piece for it to be really authentic. Do you know, like, does that make sense? Like, it's not like, oh, I just, I just know what I'm going to have this cookie cutter and like make these cookies and they're just going to be exactly the shape and size. But it's like just breathing life into things means that it's like a process of like also not having control over it. But that's maybe that's like the lover's card, like two people coming together and they know they love each other and they know they're, they have this union or at the minimum they want to be together. Yeah. What comes of that? Like what, I mean, you know what you're putting into it. Um, but like what, you know, when those two pieces combine, you know, something else happens, something is created that's bigger than the two, but it's not something you have, like, you can't just control it like a cookie cutter. Life isn't like that. Love isn't like that. You know, humans and relationships aren't like that.
1: Yeah, there's, always, there's a lot of compromising when you find... Even when you find the person that you're supposed to be with, that you're meant to be with, there's still a lot of compromising. Mm-hmm. Just to go back to something in recent memory, like Pride and Prejudice, you know? Oh, yeah, Dar- Darcy is proud And Elizabeth is prejudiced and they have to kind of reconcile those things. That phrase that Elizabeth's aunt says, he's a little too shy or he's a little too awkward in social situations. But a wife could teach him how to be a little better at that. He may not totally improve.
0: Yeah, they have this whole conversation. And actually, even the letters they write, they're sort of like compromising and allowing themselves to listen and understand the other person and meet them where they're at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... I think that's really what makes that – one of the things about that story that makes it so, like, moving is because it f- – I think in a lot of ways, like, they actually sort of mimic, a, like, a real-life relationship in that way.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's one of the love stories that I've read that is the most real. It's like a mo- It's like a real development of a relationship, like getting to know somebody – like you are acquainted, and how come we didn't talk about this on the Pride and Prejudice? Episode? Oh my
0: gosh! <laughs> well, it just bleeds into everything now. <laughs> That's okay. It's Pride and Prejudice. We can do that. <laughs> it,
1: it's true. We were talking about it before. We'll talk about it after. We'll talk about it till That's the right. end. We'll always the death be of talking.
0: the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, yeah. next time we should try. Next time. We do Mad Libs. We should do it with like a a book. (laughs) Anyway, well, we should do Mad Libs again for sure. Okay. So this is our spread and we based it on the figures in the lovers card. And so there's going to be a card for each being. And so there's a card for Adam and Eve and they'll represent, it's kind of a relationship spread inspired by the idea of lovers and what they generate. It could be a
1: romantic relationship or just, like, any sort of personal relationship. Because yeah. we should emphasize the lover's card can be about... Friendship. Friendships, collaborations. Yeah. Work relationships, friendships. Yeah.
0: It's and not so... limited to, you know... Yeah. person you want to bang. <laughs> now you've got that Ricky Martin song in my head. Ugh. Anyway. She banged!
1: She banged! That's right.
0: <laughs> Baby! Oh, God. That was as bad as William Hung. so how old is that reference wait for what (laughs) how old is that reference oh my gosh now that fit in my head what you were talking about (laughs) (laughs) and i'm using the cat the fantasy cats oracle yes In keeping with our deck tip of the week and so one card for each person in the in the relationship and then you have the angel Raphael. Right? Raphael. So, and that card will just represent like the higher good that is generated by the relationship. And then the serpent, who's hanging out on the tree, will represent the kind of everyday lived sort of struggles or experiences that you just have to work through. Karen's sugarcoating it. The bullshit you got to get through. <laughs> All right. So for Adam, we have... The Quiet Joy of Transition. It's the fall. Oh. Ooh, oh my god, look at how pretty. The leaf is literally dancing. Yes. this is, His fantasy art is so interesting. So I really want to see what the other person's card is before I think about like what it might mean. Like how they are together, right? So this one is sleeping. And it's this wood... It's like oh. this this cat sleeping on this sort of sprite fairy spirit sleeping on his horns and i kind of have to look up what the sleeping card really means like rest like this quiet stability like so centering the sleeping is the eve card yeah
1: so that's more of the feminine energy of kind of letting things take their course like letting the emotions. Flow because that's more of the feminine energy.
0: It's like I'm what card in the say I'm like trying to like force myself not to make tarot associations (laughs) because I feel like I'm more of a tarot person than an oracle person. Just let it. I feel like that's interpret it the way that you feel like you should. Yeah, well, it's got me thinking about the Four of Swords because I was thinking about. I was thinking of that too. Like the, you know, because for the guy, it's like the quiet joy of transition. So sometimes we think about change as being really disruptive, but this seems like more of a a gentle kind of centering, grounding kind of, kind of mood. And then the sleeping sort of fits that like together, maybe that's where you sort of find the eye of the storm that that might sort of represent the nature of, of the union, Nice. All right. And then for the card that represents the higher good. Oh my gosh. I got the knowing card again. Seriously. ah, That's trust. So that, yeah. that idea of like trust, but also then that idea of confidence too, and how those two like really fit together. And I, you know, and that in a relationship I think is really critical and can lead you to being as much as you can be in that relationship. All right, and then the card that represents sort of the everyday earthy struggles is the hiding Ooh. card. Oh. And it's this cute, look at this cute cat, like, oh, peeking out of this basket so she's cute. carrying. It's like hardly any cat at all. Yeah. It's mostly
1: a human being.
0: Yeah, she's stealing the show in this card. She looks amazing.
1: She looks like Beyonce.
0: Well, so she doesn't seem like she's hiding, and this cat is hitching, like, she seems really powerful, but she's gentle, too. Like, she's carrying this basket and doing work, and yet she has all this strength and confidence, and this cat is hitching a ride with her. And I feel like maybe relying on each other to get each other through things. Like, Like the cat relies on her to take care of it, and
1: she relies on the cat kind of for a companion
0: yeah or, yeah and just uh yeah like that just leaning on each other and that sort of symbiotic relationship mm, cute i think this artist has a thing for cats i'm not <laughs> sure but i mean for me to hold enough armor. how many cards are in that oracle deck 23 it's only 23 it's not it's not, it's not a big oracle deck well, and his, you just, his Oracle decks can be like that. You just did that reading in five minutes though. Like that was,
1: see, you didn't seem to struggle
0: with that at all. <laughs> you felt... That's, you know, that can be sometimes a nice thing about some Oracle decks because they have the, like the phrases and the keywords this on them. And, so, and then you just look at the image and I'm glad they do because I have some Oracle decks honestly that don't have that on them. And if you're not familiar with the symbolism of whatever this plant is or whatever, then you're constantly having to check the book, you know, unless you just want to go by just what's in the picture. But sometimes the picture is just the plant or whatever that thing is that the deck is about. But he gives you a lot with his images. So if you are somebody who like you look likes to look at, you know, what information The images are conveying what that feeling of the images are conveying, then his decks are really amazing for that, for sure. So, overall, our sample spread rating pretty positive, I think. Yeah. Is this like the general. Don't worry about it too much. Yeah, I like. Well, I think I picked up on a lot of like themes of relying on each other and what you can do for each other when you. Are together and supporting each other, and the you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, you blew through that, Karen. You think you have all these problems with this deck, and now you're just like, "Oh yeah, this means this."
0: Yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> <Popolo. sighs> oh yeah, like why did I? I'm this. It worked because I started working with it, and now I'm wondering like why I didn't use this deck that much. See. See, because that happened
1: earlier with me with the emperor. So we blew through our, our tarot tips are perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, so don't give up on a deck. I don't mean, give up on your decks. I think, too, working with a deck with you makes me sort of look at it in a different way than I would if I were just doing it by myself. Oh, yeah. You know, I completely like, agree. It, like makes me appreciate the images a little bit more i don't read with patrick very often but sometimes when i do
1: mm. he'll pull up he'll he'll comment on something where i'm like oh shit yeah oh
0: oh cool yeah
1: i mean and when i read for people who are really participating in the reading they seem to have a little bit better grasp a little bit more knowledge about tarot than because I read for a lot mm. of people who they don't know anything about tarot but sometimes I do read for people who know something about tarot and they're like oh yeah and also this means this is like oh yeah I can't give a good example right now
0: yeah well I think like seeing your reaction to the cards like maybe that's another tip for working with a deck that you're not into because getting you know I think Experiencing someone else's reactions to it, I feel like I'm looking at it with new eyes because you're looking at the deck, too.
1: Yeah, I think that one of the best ways to kind of work with the deck, if at all possible, I really love getting reading trading readings with other tarot readers because they have different mm. decks. Yes. I mean, the reason I got the Terror of the Hidden Realm, I didn't have any idea about it, but... Just seeing the way that you read with it and just the things that came up, Mm -hmm. I knew that I needed it, you know? And I haven't felt that way about a deck in a long time. I think that's one of the greatest things is to see not only the images from other decks, but also how other people
0: interpret them. Yeah. Well, and I've even had people that maybe didn't work a lot with tarot. Just the way that they respond to the images kind of gives me a new perspective that... I'm so used to thinking about them in a certain way, not only just because I'm used to tarot, but because it's my own experiences with a card. So I tend to see it, see certain things and look at things a certain way. But when a reader, when someone you're reading for says, you know, points out something that they notice that might be completely different than what I would have interpreted, but it's Mm -hmm. because something in the image just grabbed them and then it makes them think about what experience is on their mind, then that's that's a really cool experience. I, it's like I get to see something more about a card that I never would have seen on my own.
1: Yeah, totally. That's the beauty of the community. <laughs> cool. Well, this has been our very different take on talking about the Lovers card. <laughs> the Lovers. <laughs> Not he, Adam and Eve, the alternative version, sliding doors, Adam and Eve. I actually never saw that movie sliding doors. Did you ever see that?
0: No, I heard about it. Some, yeah. One of my friends told me all about it. She saw it. It was on her mind. She, so she had to tell me about the whole thing. <laughs> like I mean, years I like, ago. When I
1: came. I like Gwyneth Paltrow, but I have not seen that. Actually, I'm probably going to go on a Gwyneth Paltrow kick soon because I'm about to finish reading Emma.
0: Oh, did she do Emma movie
1: she did like the 90s version of it oh. and there's a new version of it which there we go there's your teaser for next week people next not next week <laughs> next episode which is in two weeks <laughs> our next episode we have so many books we've been reading that we want to oh talk my about gosh. so instead of doing an episode for every single one we're doing a multi book <laughs> yeah Club we're gonna just episode. it'll be like
0: a review of some interesting we're talking books.
1: yes we're gonna talk about emma we're gonna talk about red White, and royal blue which i finished today oh you
0: did Woo-hoo.
1: i did <laughs> so i think karen and i have really different opinions on this book <laughs> so that'll be fun we're rereading polaris rising because the new book finally came out yeah and so we have lots of books we want to talk about, none of which are The Witcher. I'm sorry. The Witcher will be coming later because my husband is going to join us. That's Because cool. he loves and is familiar with The Witcher. Yes. That's so, so awesome. those are yes. So those are the things. But next episode, you can expect lots of uh-huh. book club fun and tarot cards regarding these books. That's what we have coming up. And then after that, it's a mystery. all right well thank you thank you for listening and coming with us on this fun mad libs this mad mad libs journal journey Journey. i can't talk see and now we know the episode is over when v can't talk anymore v a mystical millennial karen at grail seekers Quest. quest
0: okay and find us at fabulous fools tarot
1: yes Pictures of Cassiopeia and all the cards and all the fun stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. I'm obviously very tired. Thank you for listening. We love you all so much. We will see you in two weeks. Bye-bye.